Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning on a global scale. Now, if you're playing the movie on a telephone, you will never in a trillion years experience the film. You'll think you have experienced it, but you'll be <clears throat> cheated. It's a, such a sadness that you think you've seen a film on your fucking telephone. Get real. 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 Get this is the water. And this is the well. Drink full and descend. The horse is the white of the eyes and dark within. This is the water and this is the well. Drink full and descend. Episode 23. My name is Brett Jagger along with Beaumont Rand. What's up? Not too much. How about that David Lynch video? <laughs> we just go, you're just starting right just off with that. Right. And we both did watch uh, little bits of Dynamite this week on our Fucking telephone. Yeah, we did. We did. Like we had to. <laughs> yeah, I was eating a little lunch. I mean, and... did you feel cheated? Yeah, you know what? It was <clears> such. <throat> it was such a sadness. Such a sin. Did get real. Get fucking, fucking real. Oh my god. I mean, never in a trillion years. Trillion. <clears throat> god, he sounds so funny. Yeah. We, <laughs> so I'd never seen this video. We've, you know, Bode been sharing it a lot on Twitter. He showed it to me what a week or so ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two we weeks. Were, yep, I don't no, know. no. I think it was when we were editing the last episode. And we've as just a matter been fact. dying about it ever yeah, since. So yeah. like, let's feature it in here. Yeah, yeah. So we we, we had to. Yeah, and you know, also like yeah. So I watched the first two seasons of Twin Peaks like a, year, a little over a year ago during COVID. Had never watched the return season three, so I actually before the Lynch, which I guess that probably prompted you to showing me, yeah, was that yeah, I was watching talking, Twin yeah. Peaks. Yeah, I feel like we had been maybe talking about it at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just finished the return today. Great stuff, and you've got what like five episodes. Yeah, yeah. Left. I, just, I just finished thirteen, and uh, you know, I'll definitely say uh, to his to his credit, um, 
you know, it's definitely a... I like it more than the original series. It's, it's, you know, it's a um, lot more like everything seems to make a little more sense, even though nothing kind of... But like it's very... I don't know, tighter, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not going off the rails as much, and yeah, I, Dave Lynch is just a weird guy, yeah. man, like, I really, really enjoyed and it, and the chair on top is just that he sounds like this, yeah. you know, um, especially as the Gordon Cole character, oh yeah, yeah. And, and like, Cooper, I mean, Cooper, I mean, man, like, this is up there with put that cigarette out, well, and speaking of put that cigarette out, what? so you had seen, what, the first, like, six or seven, yeah, 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 of this, of season three, and kind Way of back dove when. back in, yeah, yeah. so I started from the beginning, and no shit, I think it's season, it's episode five of season three, the line, put that cigarette out, verbatim, is uttered, and one makes you think that, David Lynch and Mean Gene probably would have been good buddies. You would have. Oh to yeah, say. yeah, definitely. Hey, good buddy. Yeah, no, they they definitely um, they're like is a similar energy. They yeah. definitely would have been friends. But I could not believe sure. I you know it was pretty late at night and I'm watching and this they're in a bar and a guy's smoking next to a no smoking sign and you know the guy who's there is like put that cigarette out and we'll play it for you right now. I have to ask you to stop smoking. Put that cigarette out. Make me. But yeah, man. I can't I believe that. I, could, I was floored. I mm. s took the video, sent it to you immediately, and just like, just fucking, you know, I feel like in other media have come close to seeing, but just the direct put yeah. that cigarette out. Yeah, yeah, no, just like, especially that we've been talking about it, yeah. um, <laughs> almost too much for coincidence, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then, yeah, pretty wild stuff, yeah. but, uh, yeah, also, we uh, we did a little uh, red Cincinnati baseball game last night. Yes, we did, and that's why we, you know, weren't live-tweeting Dynamite, and uh, that's why we watched on our fucking phone. Fucking telephone. Yeah, but um, no, we had, a, we had a really good time, yeah. um, you know. Big uh, win by the Red Legs, 11-4 over the Rockies, hit homers in each of the first five innings. Oh, yeah, and just jacking them. It was your first time at a game in, what, several years, Oh, yeah, right? no, the, the la I know for a fact the last game I went to was when Dusty Baker was manager, yeah. and well, I believe it was in the early part of the last decade, so yeah. perhaps um, 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, and that say. was my third game of the year, first victory, but this was the first one where they have full capacity now, and it wasn't a sellout, but, you know, there were probably 28,000 people. It was just great night, great energy in there. Yeah, it was just, it was just awesome. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, just kind of gave you the feel of life coming back to normal. Mm. You know, going out afterwards, yeah. people everywhere, like... Went to a hotel bar. Yeah. It was a funny choice. And <laughs> they didn't know how to make a Tom Collins no, for didn't. you. No, they did not. But then we sucked one down, a couple down at the next yep. place. But, uh, yeah, great night, great night. We were moving a little slow today. But uh, also, uh, just a reminder and a new piece of news, if you've been seeing our Twitter, that we will have Alex Marvez on the show next week. We can't wait for that. That one's been bubbling for a while. And new Percolating. news... What? Percolating. Percolating. Fish is in the percolator. <laughs> God rest that guy's soul. Pete Martell, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fucking tight. Yeah. Um, but new announcement. The following week, even though we'll be recording it next week, we will have our first wrestler, and that's AEW and New Japan Zone, Danny Limelight, who's been doing the, the podcast rounds these days. You know, we've seen him on with 
Broken Marcus Gray mm, and, and Top Rope Squishy. Yeah, and and um, Dynamite Download, he's going to be on their show. So um, he's doing the rounds, and we're happy to have him on. The Radioactive Poppy, which is funny because we have a good friend who goes by Poppy, and we call each other Poppy a good amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he, he must, he'll probably be very good friends with us. But very exciting times ahead. You know, we're, we're fired up to start getting to some interviews and doing some different things, and we're pumped. Yeah, no, it's going to be a fun two weeks for our show. And I think interesting, different. Just a quick shout out to McAllister's Deli, yeah. Cinnabon, and all the wonderful uh, Focus Brands yeah. families of brands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Moe's Southwest Grill for following us. Oh, there we go. Um, big news out of New Japan. Uh, my guy, and hands down the best wrestler in the world right now, it's not even an argument, Shingo Takagi defeats Kazushiko Okada for the vacant IWGP championship. And like we'd said about Britt Baker and the opposite of Drew McIntyre on Raw, very, very much deserved for Shingo. I mean, since he's come to New Japan, he has been the best wrestler in the world, and what he's done this year is just incredible. You've never seen him before, so that leads me to, if you recall this week, we're not going to do his win over Okada, but we're going to kick back to the 2019 G1 Climax with Shingo Takagi taking on one of my favorites, Tomohiro Ishii, in just a fucking big boy beefy brawl. A fucking big boy. Fucking big boy beefy brawl, BBB. Yeah. And yeah, I think you're going to enjoy that, and it'll be a little different than anything you've seen, because it's just a fucking outright slugfest. Yeah. Fucking be great. Fucking slugfest. Well, we better watch it on the phone. Fucking too. telephone. Yeah, yeah. But this, so this was the first of, I think they've had three matches now, and they've kind of recycled a lot from this match, but like the magic of this match when it happened was something else. So looking forward to looking that. Forward. I'll think I have experienced it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Never in a trillion years. No, we haven't used that with the think you've ex- you yeah, think you have experienced it. Speaking of experience, let's experience our Diet Pepsi cans again. Oh, yeah, yeah, our last two of Diet Pepsi. We will have Smee Skywalker and the Battle Droid. All righty. As we round out another brand of aspartame sodas. Yeah, well, I I think we're going to be moving to aspartame soda again. Well, I guess Pepsi won, yeah. I I believe it is. And Diet Mountain Dew coming up. And I think like Coke Zero and all that shit now, I think that's Splenda. I don't know. It's all... Poo poo pee pee for me. Yeah. Um, well, hey, uh, you got anything else? Oh, uh, are you expecting somebody? <laughs> no, and I mean, well, is, who could is, is Lee, is Lee going to come back again? I don't think no. Lee's here, but uh, uh, I'll go ahead and check this out. All so. right. Jeez. What could it be this time? Mom, thanks. You are dressed inappropriately for the zoo. Excuse me? What the hell are you talking about? I... What? It's almost supper time. And it hasn't eaten since lunchtime. What on... Who who are you and what, what, what are you talking about? The hands on your face hang down by your waist um 
Okay, what do you... Is that it? What... Alright, have a good day, sir. You got time to go. What the fuck is that? Jesus. Jesus. AEW Friday Night Dynamite on 6-11-21. We start with a little, I actually kind of like this, a little quick cold open with the pinnacle arriving in the limo. Yeah. Oh, teeing that up. Again, kind of reminded me of some Attitude Era, like they show you something that's coming and then they get to the intro and like JR with this classic, and business has picked up. Mm -hmm. Then we see the intro and we go to the ring with big money Matt Hardy with uh, his associates, Angelico and Jack Evans, who are not in the Hardy family office, but have he's paid them off a few times to hurt some people. And uh, basically, Matt says Christian Cage is jealous of him because he's made more money than him, and he'll never financially recover from his loss to Angelico. Never. <laughs> never in a trillion years. Never in a trillion years will Angelico beat Christian, yeah. first of all. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, only one of them is a 47-year yes. on an on a AEW opening event. That's right. Yeah. So, with that, Christian Cage does defeat Angelico in 9 minutes, 24 seconds. And like all of Christian's matches, just very solid, very fundamentally sound. Like, if I'm going to rate stars on everything he's done in AEW, it's going to be between 3 and 3. Seven five, like, and that's not a complaint. He's good. It's a set, you know, kind of a formulaic match. He's still in great shape, yeah. and he gets the victory. But you know, and Helico, the announcers were kind of building him up, but yeah. it's like we—he's never on dynamite. He's not going to win yeah, this yeah, yeah. match. But you know, they did their damnedest. Yeah, they did. You know, and like really, kind of the the, the match was, you know, I guess we'll go, it was pretty plot matchy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like you kind of knew the conflict was between the forty-seven year. Uh, Christian and, and Matt Hardy. Old Matt Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a forty-five yeah. or six-year himself. And I did write this down, like you know, because I wasn't super familiar with Angelico's relationship with Matt Hardy, but I still think it stands. I wrote, "What's at stake?" Yeah, you know. And I kind of like, even after like kind of you filling in those, de- I still like looking back on the match. Still wasn't exactly sure, like you know, what was at stake. Like not just in terms of like relationships but like hierarchy in AEW yeah. like where are these people moving I mean clearly know? we're moving towards a Matt Christian match yeah. and that they're just kind of using Angelico and Jack Evans as a vehicle to help get there but yeah right. I mean there wasn't really a stake we knew Christian was going to win but it was a fine match yeah. and Angelico looked good like I've told you in the past like he and Evans were both on Lucha Underground and treated with a little more respect than they are here and that's nothing against them it's just a fucking loaded roster yeah. here um, so again, happy to see him. He does a lot of cool kicks and submissions, but we knew Christian was going to win, and we figured Matt would attack him afterwards, which he did, 
and then that led Jungle Boy to come out for the first of couple times tonight. So like the Jungle Boy Christian Alliance continues on a little bit. Which it seems like you know that's probably got to come into play during Jungle Boy's match with Kenny in two weeks. One would one would potentially yeah. think because Christian has also kind of had his sights set on Kenny, and he's right. mentioned that. So I mean, he could very well maybe be in Jungle Boy's corner. Yeah, yeah. Who knows, you know, Bucks, Good Brothers, they could all be out there. Yeah, play. oh, I'm sure they will. And, the, you know, obviously Jungle Boy also has Luchasaurus and Marco Stunts, so you got to figure that may be a big hootenanny out there. That's going to be match. a fun match. Yeah. Like, like now that you, like, lay out all those pieces on the table, and we like, get the, like, I'm, like I'm, anticipation has risen. And we get the exchange later on between those two, which mm-hmm. we'll get to. And, yeah, I agree. Uh, unfortunately, I'll be out of town and won't get to watch it live, but we'll watch it the next day. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, and they've got, you know, a couple, another week to build this as well, but, uh, should be fun stuff. So we go to a commercial and come out with Cody with Arn Anderson and what, who I called Andy Reid Jr. And who you called. I call Brock the Greek letter Anderson. (laughs) With his... His fucking penny loafers and his oh tucked-in polo to his khaki shorts. Yeah, I mean, us in front face lock yeah. had a fucking hoot this morning. Got real toxic. Got, yeah, yeah. Well, we were watching our fucking phone. Uh, <laughs> fucking telephone. And um, oh my god, it was incredibly toxic. I, and, yeah. Uh, like so, we, like they, I think they called him a human roofie, yeah. or, or the embodiment of the word lacrosse. Yeah, which and, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And then I think like you know we went through his names were like oh it could be like Chandler, Tanner, yeah. Hunter, Hunter, Topher, or, yeah, things like that. And then um, I, what what was it that I said? I said uh, very high likelihood that he's held the position of social chair yeah. at some point <laughs> in his life, <laughs> which I did in my fraternity. No, were you social chair yeah. at one point? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. But yeah, and it was funny too because they're like, you're going to hear the first words from Brock Anderson. He didn't say a fucking word. Yeah. Um, but you know, he looked looked like Arn. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you got to think he's probably at least a. De- I mean, you know, I didn't even know this was on the radar. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, he looks just like, like, it looks like it's Arn Anderson, like his face photoshopped on like a Brooks Brothers model. <laughs> but so they're doing their thing, whatever. And QT Marshall comes or Marshall, out. Right? Yeah, yeah. QT Marshall, which yeah. is what he went by previously in before AEW. Oh, that was like, okay. No, no. I so I get, but they haven't fully committed to that yet, but whatever. He, he comes out. Because Cody's like, I lost to Anthony and Gogo. And QT's like, whoa, I was the one who pinned you. And then he's like, I'm sick of all this nepotism. And then it's leading to a South Beach strap match on the July 7th Dynamite, which is the first one on the road in Miami. And then QT proceeds to take off his belt and just waylay Arn Anderson with it. And then here comes Brock and yeah. he's hammering him on top. And they oh, and all up. the refs had to hold him down. Yeah. Like All of them came out. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, at least this added a new bit of spice to this feud between the Nightmare family and the factory that we talked about last week, which mm-hmm. has been the least exciting part of the show. Yeah. It was heavily featured last week, but hey, we've got a new element now. We've got a debuting uh, Greek letter. And I think we just need a good match. Yeah. You know, I think we need, like, a good, compelling match. Like, because I don't think they're going to be able to, like, write anything in that's not just, oh, like, you know... We're bringing in, you know, Andy Reid's son, and yeah. you know, like we're kind of just adding more people to this. But I think what yeah. what, what this just needs is a good fucking match, so, good fucking match. Fucking. So we'll see what this tag match next week brings with QT and Aaron Solo against Cody yeah. and Brock, and then on July seventh the strap match, which should be interesting. But 
Again, like, I feel Cody will probably beat QT. I feel Cody will probably beat QT, and then, like, is that the end of the feud? Or is QT going to win? You know, still don't really care that much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you But know. again, as I've told you, like, I like QT. You know, mm-hmm. I think he's relatively entertaining, but I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we go to the next match, number two, where Pac, Pentagon, and Eddie Kingston defeated the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler in 13 minutes, six seconds. Very fun match, and Cutler just healing his ass off, just playing the dumb stooge bully and just getting his ass fucking beaten. The Bucks doing nothing about it. Oh yeah, there was that one good moment whenever, I think the Bucks like kicked, what what, what did they do to him? Or they they, they accidentally super kicked him. Yeah, like Pentagon got out of the way. And I think he made it got super kicked twice by that. Like, poor Cutler. Just hung him out to dry the entire time. And then Dan Callis was on commentary. And he was like, oh, he's going to have to clean the dojo after this. Kept saying that, Yeah. yeah. And, Kudos to Brandon Cutler here. I thought his performance was excellent. Um, and they kind of been teeing it up on being the elite. Like, his whole previous gimmick to becoming the Young Bucks stooge was like, yeah, listen, this is not The Bucks, like, on being the elite prior to last week had, like, forced him to cheat. Really? Like, you better cheat for us type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, then you kind of see it play out on Dynamite. And again, I just thought he was very entertaining in this match. And everything he did was right and just led in the story of, like, these guys are chicken shit heels and I'm just out here to get my ass kicked. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, no, I thought, um, you know, definitely I thought this was going to be one where the Penta Pack Eddie Kingston, like, those guys were going to be, you know, the, the Young Bucks. And they needed the yeah, win, needed- you know, after last week. Like, you know, the Young Bucks can't get these cheap wins every week. And, of course, it's Cutler who takes the pin. But, you know, another fun, exciting match. You had a bit of the tension between Pack and Kingston, you know, of course, where Pack kind of refused to tag him early on, but then he ended up tagging him. Um... So, yeah, again, this was a fun match. Some good near falls. Um, you know, the Bucks, just again, classic heel bullshit, you know, continues week after week. They didn't really get in the match too much. Yeah, which this shit's going down again next week, too, yeah. with Frankie Kazarian, who came out yet again. Yes, yes. So, so it's, it, it's um, those three plus Kazarian with Young Bucks and Good Brothers, yeah, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Or no, it's it's just Matt and the Good Brothers, oh, I'm okay. pretty sure. Gotcha. And then it's Kazarian... Pack and Penta, or maybe King- one of them is out. It's oh, a so, three so, on so, three. So, so, so it's a trio. Yes, okay. yes, yes. But so the match ended with a nasty spinning back fist by Eddie Kingston, and then yeah, you get Kazarian, who they're calling the Elite Hunter, yeah, coming out, and uh, yeah, that should be interesting. Yeah, I'm interested. And we lead into the Pinnacle coming out, uh, all dressed to the nines. To the nines. Um, with Dax Harwood essentially saying about how, you know, FTR and Santana and Ortiz, they're not so different from each other. They're pissed at this, and they're pissed at that. And, you know, he talks about having to feed his family and this and that. And then I love this. Cash Wheeler's like, I don't have a family, so I don't give a shit about yours. Just like the way he emphasized the word shit I thought was hilarious. It was funny. And then Spears gets the mic, and he was pretty damn upset just about Sammy Guevara and everything. And he's like, he's a glorified indie wrestler. He's not the hero. I'm the hero. I don't know how that makes sense. Yeah. And then I liked how, like, Tully and Cash Wheeler almost had to, like, kind of push him back and get, like, all right, Spears, you're done. But, um, so Wardlow gets the mic. He gets to talk and finally. he's fucking tight. He is. Yeah, that's, that's what I put. Like, you know, number one, nice shirt. 
Yep. Uh, number two, like he's not bad at that. Like oh, I kind of thought, very I, I, good. I kind of with his like sort of rivalry with Hager, I kind of sort of expected him to sort of play an, an analogous character. And uh, no, like anytime he's got he, tons of charisma. Yeah, dude. And anytime like, he gets the mic, he's good. Yeah, and I know, like, whenever you all have been talking, like, you, uh, you've talked about how he's got a bright future ahead of him. Yeah. And, like, I guess I haven't really understood that kind of until now. Yeah. But, like, now, like, I'm excited, like, because eventually he's going to turn on MJF at yeah. some point. And that's going to be great. Oh, yeah. You know, dude. like, like based on, like, what he did um, Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be That's what I'm saying. Like, and you've probably seen one or two other instances, but it's been a while. Forgettable. Like when he does get the chance to talk yeah. or do something, it's like he does have that charisma. Yeah. He is imposing. He's a damn good wrestler. Like, it was February of 2020, he had the cage match against Cody, which was kind of the first big match he'd had. And it was the same thing. It's like, wow, this guy's impressive. Because yeah. you'd like only seen him as MJF's bodyguard. Mm. But I kind of like how they've been playing him. Like, they've been keeping him kind of on the back burner. Uh-huh. But he shows just enough of how damn good he is and how invaluable he is, not only to the pinnacle, but to AEW. Yeah. And, yeah, very bright future ahead. But he accepts the challenge for Jake Hager's cage fight. He's like, you want to do it on your turf? I'm fine with that. Got to think Hager's going to win that because Wardlow's beaten him already. And they've touted the fact that uh, Hager is undefeated in MMA. Which I think he's like 2-0-1. Uh, I think he like kicked someone in the balls and got like a draw or really something did for he? it. Yeah. But anyway, you know, should be fun and something different. So, um, and then ultimately MJF gets the mic and, you know, talked about how he kind of idol- grew up idolizing Jericho and talked about the moment where he like walked by him in AEW and how he was so excited to uh, work he, with he him. He does a really good job of teeing that up and like, you know, making you kind of feel for him a tiny bit, yep. even though, you know, like then he comes right back with like a Helen Keller and, joke. Yeah. Well, and then he's like, it, yeah. yeah, he's like, but he is nowhere near my level. He's like, I've beaten Jericho twice. He denies his request for the match. And then, yeah. Calls Sammy, which, you know, that we've been talking about this tension for months and months. Calls Sammy a chicken shit and, yeah, has the same speaking skills as Helen Keller. Yeah, so he makes a, you know, I haven't heard a Helen Keller joke in a I while. know. Like, it's probably, you know. And, yeah, so then Jericho shows up on the Jumbotron and they're out in the parking lot. And they fucking just beat the shit out of the Pinnacle Limo. With- yeah, they- Baseball bat, axes, sledgehammers. Well, like, whenever they first started doing it, I was like, oh, you know, like, whenever they were beating the sides of it, I was like, yeah, this is, you know, they're breaking the windows, but, yeah. like, this is not a sense of total destruction. And then it, like, pivots, and yeah. you see Hager in the fucking uh, yeah, forklift. And the, the fucking forklift. And before that, Santana sliced one of oh, the tires. Oh, yeah, 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 that was Yeah, that was that, and it's like, where's Hager? And then, yeah, he's on the fork, and that was pretty tight. Like, jammed it in and kind of was, like, raising it and... Yeah. You know, eventually ripped basically the whole side off. Yeah, and you, Oh, go ahead. Like I said you can see the inside of it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of and, disemboweled. Yes. And then, you know, this was yet another, like, very Attitude Era callback from the inner circle, just like the, the champagne bath of a few weeks ago. You know, this was the type of shit Stone Cold would do. Like, he would destroy, like, he had concrete come into Vince McMahon's, like, Cadillac, and yeah. it filled up so much that the windows exploded, and, like... Just uh, outright destruction of property yeah. was a big thing back in the Attitude Era, and I dig it. I think it's cool, and, uh, you know, it's not exactly original, but it also hasn't really been done a ton lately. Well, yeah, and I felt like, you know, they were um, the pinnacle was in the um, ring, and they are like, security? Yeah. You know? And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like, that's... I'm calling the, the police! Yeah, you know, like, them, like, flipping out over it. 
Yeah, so clearly this uh, this feud is not going anywhere. No. And you gotta think, you know, they announced we've got all these uh, the Miami what all it? July Road Rager, Road, Road Rager, and then it's like Fighter Fest one and two and Fight for the Fall. Yeah. So so they, uh, it's all through July. Gotta think yeah. there's gonna be a series of these matches over that three uh, three four week period. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean obviously the tag match. Jericho MJF will probably get Spears Sammy, or it could be MJF Sammy first since he kind of denied Jericho, and yeah. maybe they fly all for quick. Yeah, a lot of possibilities, but yeah, this feud is going to be around throughout the summer and beyond. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, <laughs> strap us in. Let's go. Then we go to your boy Darby Allen mm -hmm. with Tony Schiavone's boy Sting. And Darby needed to pick a partner to face Scorpio Sky and very, very upset Ethan Page. But he basically tells Sting to stay home and that he wants a handicap match. And, you know, essentially he's like, I want to prove it to both of them that I don't need you. And Sting's like, you are who you are because you're Darby. And, you know, Darby essentially triples down. I need you to stay home, and uh, we're going to have a handicap match. Yeah, weirdly semi-contentious conversation between yeah. Sting and Darby. Yeah, the hesitation. off my note verbatim. The hesitation of the fist bump. Yeah. You know, when at the end, he's like, you know I respect the hell out of you. As Sting, like, has his fist up, he's like, I won't be there. I'll stay at home. And it took him a while to, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like When he was like, I'm not stupid, you know, kind of was very, very assertive uh, yeah. toward, like, you know, the person who's pretty much, like, you know, helped them since, you yeah. know, Moxley hit Dan Callis. Yep. Yeah, I like it, though. I mean, it, it was intriguing because well, well, it well, wasn't your typical... Well, yeah, and, and they, you know, they, they won their, um, whatchamajibbit, they won their... Uh, the tag the, match. The, 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 the street fight. Yeah. And then they won the tag match. So they've kind of, like, you know, re, you know kind of had two triumphs. They need there a little... There needs to be, of, uh, yeah, I kind of think... Dissonance. I mean, yeah. I think Scorpio and Paige should win this handicap match. Probably. You know, like... Again, they could have Darby as the big underdog. But again, or Sting like could like show up at the very and very maybe end. cost him. Yeah, like, that could be interesting. Mm -hmm. But again, like we both picked uh, Scorpio and Page to win at Double or Nothing. Like they can't have them job out in a handicap match, right? Like because then where do they go? Yeah, they lose. They lost twice. So we shall see. Yes. Uh, and more to come from those two uh, later on and they're developing a new uh, nickname slash catchphrase so we get a evil uno video package talking about you know essentially how he wants to bring the TNT title back to the dark order because mr. Brody Lee was the champ and make mr. Brody Lee proud so we go into the TNT championship match with, of course, referee Paul Turner, where Amiro defeats Evil Uno in 9 minutes 36 seconds in what was a predictable but very fun match. It was, yeah. And, like, I don't know. They really know how to push those emotional buttons whenever, like, the Dark Order all come out. Yep. You know, especially them as faces. Yeah, when um, they all yeah. came out towards the end of the match, too, to kind of cheer them on. Well, they made and, you believe it, too. Yeah. You know? and, Again, uh, even though... Even we though, knew. Yeah. Even though this is a bigger long shot than like Orange Cassidy yeah. was a double or nothing, you know, so you definitely knew. Yeah. But again, yeah, nice pop for Evil Uno. Yeah, people are way behind the Dark Order, obviously, still. And yeah, Evil, Evil Uno looked great. Um, you know, he kind of came out hot and had that senton off the rope, but Miro kind of took oh. Uh But yeah, Evil Uno did not look like a chump whatsoever in this match. It was competitive, you know. They had a few exchanges that seemed a little slow, 
But the match as a whole was a lot of fun, and Evil Uno had some nice near falls and looked pretty damn good. Yeah, no, I thought so too. Um, yeah, I mean, especially, um, well, well, like, Demiro, like, threw him out of the ring at one point, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the Dark Order, like, comes in to help him. And then kind of, like, right there at the end, you know, they kind of really, as he gained the upper hand. He ended you know, he up. He stomps Miro's hand. Yep. Um, you know, you kind of think, like, oh, like. Well, yeah, he's starting to build momentum, and then he hits Mr. Brody's move, the discus larius, but it doesn't even... Discus larius, discus... But it doesn't even phase Miro. Um, You know, it didn't really do anything to him, and then pretty much there... Then he hit him with his clothesline, and then he put him in the game over, and that ended it. But yeah, hell of a fight by uh, Evil Uno, the energy of the Dark Order. We had negative one Mm -hmm. out there, which... Interestingly enough, I saw on Reddit that the reason he hasn't been involved as much lately is because he hasn't been getting good enough grades. So, again, you know, kind of a cool, you know, and, you know, I saw his mom's like, we don't get paid for any of this. It's just for fun. But, like, it's his favorite place in the world. So he's got to be rewarded to do this. But, yeah, just a very cool thing as we've talked ad nauseum. And I'd seen uh, someone had, like, asked Cody somewhere... Like, would Alistair Black or Braun Strowman make a good leader of the Dark Order? And he's like, well, it doesn't matter because negative one is the leader. Yeah. Which I thought was like, so he's clearly going to be involved for a while. Oh, for sure, yeah. But yeah, just love, you know, love the Dark Order. Tough loss. But uh, as I was kind of, just real quick, like, seeing this scene unfold with all the Dark Order up there. And we talked recently about who's going to dethrone Miro for the TNT title. Uh And as I was seeing it, what about 10? Like 10 is a big dude. The fans love him. Mm -hmm. You know, he looked great in the main event. He's a baby face. And again, it might be a while, but then talk about bringing it back to the dark order. I feel like that'd be a very meaningful win. And I think it's realistic because 10's a fucking beast. So yeah. No, I think I'll definitely he can, you know, go, like, size-wise. Yeah, like, you know, someone like a silver, but, like, I feel like 10 would make more sense. Yeah. You know, we mentioned Orange and, you know, a couple other people recently. But, yeah, Miro's going to be tough to beat, but I think I would love to see it be 10 and really kind of, you know, bring it back to the Dark Order and really have that triumph. Yeah, no, I think that would be really cool. But, yeah, fun, fun stuff. Then we got a brief little video of Andrade putting on jewelry and clothes. He's going to talk to JR next week? Yeah, and it, they're calling him the face of Latinos. And pretty similar gimmick to what Santos Escobar is doing over on NXT. But whatever. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's They're rad. both really good, and I like them both. So, mm-hmm. fuck. All right, we get uh, Dan Callis and Sky Blue suit Kenny Omega. I like this suit. Yeah, with the pink shirt. Yeah, he's looking good. What's with this Jungle Boy conspiracy? I guess we'll I start with it. I, I don't know. Like, I, like he, they started talking about it. And yeah, I mean, like, they were showing confused. something last week with the, the scene where Marvez and Dan held, held hands. But yeah, it hasn't really been like fully explained what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. But I did think it was funny that Dan called it a con job. Yeah. Like a Tony con job. Oh, yeah, 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 I caught that. He's like, it's coming straight from the top. It's a con job. Mm-hmm. That was funny. Um, Kenny called Jungle Boy a one-hit wonder like the band Baltimore, who does his theme song. Mm-hmm. Never would have known it was Baltimore. Yeah. Kenny, you know, he kind of shows a little respect to Jungle Boy. He says he sees a little bit of a young Kenny Omega in him and that one day he might be champion, but... 
He's missing something. Mm -hmm. And what is he missing? Is Dan Callis said, you don't have the guts. And then that's when the thing. The, oh, 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 so, um, I like how, uh, I think it was Kenny kind of then just started cutting down Jungle Boy. And yeah. I like one of his insults was like, you're not a promo guy, which he's not. He's really not that good at promo. He's like, you got nothing to say. You got no guts. Um, and then Kenny, I wrote, Kenny starts getting frazzled and pissed off. And then like Jungle Boy kind of grabs the mic and he's like, you talk way too much and shoves him. And then a bit of a scuffle breaks out. Jungle Boy ducks a punch from Kenny, starts wailing on him. Then Kenny rakes the eyes. And then they're kind of running back and forth in a nice little slick counter by Jungle Boy as he almost gets the snare trap on him. But the Young Bucks come out for the save. And as JR says, Kenny, Callis, and the Bucks are highly concerned with the hot, scalding hot Jungle Boy. Yeah. I mean, like, that seems like it's, you know... I don't know. I think it's going to be a great match. I think the outcome is pretty obvious, but, you know, glad it's happening. Yes, I agree. I think it'll be an awesome match, and I agree with Kenny. Jungle Boy will be champ one day, and he could also be one that perhaps ousts Miro for the TNT title. Who knows? Then we get Jade Cargill and Mark Sterling, who's pretty tight, who's talking about the monetization plan and that Jade's uh, marketing revenues are up 43%. Um, talking about stripping away the freeloaders, the hangers-on, and the bamboozlers. And that Jade Cargill is going to be a household name across all media because of her catchphrase, because I'm that bitch. Your thoughts on the segment? Uh? 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 uh yeah, you know, uh, I, um, I don't know. Like, like, Jade, it's sort of this... I want to see her like just do a lot more one-on-one -on -one stuff. You yeah. know, I'm just kind of ready for it. And like, yeah, Jade's badass and stuff. And yeah, she looks great. And yeah, she's super strong. And you know, like has all all the great promos, all the great talking, all the great buildup. And had the one match with like Shaq and Cody um, that in Red Velvet that I think is just kind of, you know, like that's a little plot matchy, very yeah. spectacle. Um, and I'm just ready to see her fight. I just yeah. want like like just just do it, girl. Well, she had a few matches while you, we were away, so oh, like did, oh, yeah, yeah she's had probably five matches on now. Dynamite. Yeah, but they've been kind of slow building this whole who's her manager type thing, okay. and now it's Mark Sterling. But yeah, so she hasn't wrestled since Mark Sterling took over. But I dig the character, um, you know. Jade, it kind of gives her a mouthpiece of sorts. And I think everything we've seen from Mark Sterling, guy's fucking tight. Yeah. He's got a white beard like me. The law offices of Mark Sterling. That, that, that could also have been, Sterling could easily have also have been um, Brock Anderson's name. Yeah. <laughs> so then we go to the promo from Scorpio Sky and... Okay, okay. So your voice is... Doing this weird thing where, like, you're talking, huh? you're like Scorpio Sky and hey, blah, 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 blah. No, I don't hear it. Uh, well, well, I am. Well, um, so is that kind of like like when we had those yeah. fucking plays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, what? That's what's going well, on? Well, yeah, that was because that time I heard it from you. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm hearing it from you. Do you hear it right now or? Uh, no, like it's it's been spot in like I feel like if I pay attention, 
So were you hearing this it, earlier a yeah, little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and like, I don't know. I just tried to kind of look past it because, like, you know how this supernatural weird stuff kind of just bothers me ever since um, yeah. the book of Turner do you think, and, and everything. And uh, Do you think it had something to do with that fucking guy who came to the door earlier? Like, what was that? The zoo? Well, you're dressed inappropriately for I the don't zoo? Know. Um, okay, I think, uh, you know, uh, I think we. I just get to, like, we got to lower our shoulder... Let's power through. Forward yeah, and let just, me and just ignore this because I feel like when we reckon, like it's like what you said last week. You know, it's like with the Goldman thing. Like, you know, we can either choose to deal with the bullshit yeah. that's inevitably there, or we can just let it happen. So let's just let's kinda... let it happen. Like Tame Impala. Let's let it happen. Okay. So <sighs> sorry. Yeah, you're good. Thanks for letting me know. I did. I would have had no idea. I didn't hear it. We'll see. Bye. Um. Yeah. Let me know if it happens again. But. You know, Scorpio Sky's talking about how Darby Allen, he's like, I've seen you do a lot of dumb stuff, blah, blah, blah. He's like, this is the dumbest thing you've ever done. Um, you know, and Ethan Page, who isn't quite upset yet, is like, do you understand the mental consequences of what you're dealing with? And then he goes on to call him butthurt and call themselves the men of the year. And then he starts getting really upset. And he's like... Sunglasses come off. Yeah. Insta upset. And he's like, I'm going to chop you down, step on your body, and it'll raise us to the next level. And it's only up from here for the men of the year. And, um, I'm surprised he also didn't use the word codependent. Yeah. Because, like, he, he's been, like, it's almost like he discovered that word, like, a month ago. Yeah. He's like, oh, I got to use it now, you know. Ethan Page fucking shreds. He's upset. He's pissed. Yeah, he is upset. But someone later on is actually most upset yeah, this I mean, week. We, we, we called for someone to, to dethrone to, him last yeah, week. Yeah, at least this week it's been dethroned, but I mean, we'll get there. And mm. overall, I mean, it's still Ethan Page at the top. Most think, upset but, in AEW. But not this week. So then we have our squash match where Lance Archer defeats, as I wrote, some jobber who turned out to be named Chandler Hopkins. Maybe he's a buddy of Brock Anderson. Likely. In 52 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just pretty much... Uh, like, I didn't even know he was fighting, and, you know, him and Snake the Jake was wearing his big bright who silvery outfit. Who took the video while Archer was doing his move. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, you know, and uh, these matches, I don't know, like, you know that they're going to happen. Like, you know, like, here's some, like... Especially, they're visually sort of set up to be, like, you know, this small guy versus Archer. You just kind of yeah. know. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was... I, I have fun watching these matches sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you know? nothing wrong don't with bother the, me that they're there. Nothing wrong with the good squash match. And so, speaking of uh, squash stuff, I guess we can move on to uh, who I've called the Jobber Club. Yes. Yes. The Wingmen. The Wingmen. Which is J.D. Drake, Caesar Banana, the Hollywood hunk Ryan Nemeth, and pretty Peter Avalon. Avalon. <laughs> Yeah, they've been, you know, I think they're more on, like, dark and elevation, and they're on being the elite a lot. Uh, I'm here for it. Nothing wrong with a little jobber faction, and they're just, you know, kind of goofy and having fun. Yeah, yeah, no, I, like, I don't, I don't know. I thought it was a nice moment of levity in the show, and, like, yeah, Orange is going to totally beat Caesar Banana's ass yeah. like, next week. And it's... <laughs> well, and Hollywood Hunk is talking about how Orange is the worst-dressed wrestler. He looks like a little kid, and that he's going to put him in... The Wingmen Makeover Program, okay. where Caesar Banana is going to rearrange his face. And did C didn't Caesar Banana have a black eye this week too? Like, like, it, it, like I couldn't, I didn't even like, like tell. They, but... they totally look like a bunch of people who lose wrestling matches. Yeah, which they sure, sure do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Caesar Banana like had a black eye. Like, yeah. What about last week when we were watching Dynamite and you thought Caesar Banana was Cesaro? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 whenever I see him too, like, I, like it's hard not to separate. Yeah, it. very similar to I'm fucking Penta. 
Yeah. I, 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 that thought crossed my mind this week, too. But in a... Fucking! A, fucking. <laughs> Cesaro is not fucking Caesar Banana. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Then we get the cheeseburger flipping Nyla Rose def- defeating legit Layla Hirsch in 8 minutes 45 seconds. The legit shorty Layla Hirsch as they had the step stool out there. And like every time we've seen Layla Hirsch on Dynamite, she's always great. Yeah. I mean, she loses, but now that, you know, they were clearly kind of building her up on like dark and elevation because she's gotten a number five ranked. I think she's got a good record, which. Again, you take all that with a grain of salt because, like, you got to get to dynamite. But every time she's on, she impresses. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I feel like these are two wrestlers whenever we first started the show that, and when I first started watching AEW um, that they were on it. And then they're on it, like, so spottily. Yeah. You know, like, like they're not regulars like Britt Baker and Thunder yeah. Rosa and Sheeta. Especially Layla Hirsch. Yeah. I mean, Nyla is definitely a little more consistent. But, yeah, she hasn't been as consistent. Yeah. You know, because she was a women's champ for, you know, six months She was so. the inaugural, right? Nyla Rose? No, it was Riho. Riho. So uh, she beat Riho. She was the second women's champ. Gotcha. And then Nyla dropped it to Sheeta, who had it for a year and now Britt. So, but, yeah, I agree. They've both kind of been off and on. But, uh yeah, Layla Hirsch is tight. She's very fundamentally sound. Good submissions. She just does everything well. Um, you know, she was working the arm a lot, which is kind of her thing. Uh, she hit shotgun drop kick at one point and mm-hmm. tried to do the tope suicida, but was caught by Nyla, who slammed her on the apron and against the barricade. Um, but coming out of the commercial, Layla is in, in control. Hits the knees to the face. A big release German. Running knee. Springboard moonsault. Working the arm. Yeah, like, she, she's awesome. Yeah, no, no, this was a good good match. Good and, back and forth. Yeah, and Nyla ended up kind of picking her up for the power bomb and hit the avalanche beast bomb off the top rope for the win. But, yeah, like, very good match. I thought, you know... Nyla was going to win, but the fact that Layla's ranked number five and they were building that up, and I think JR even said, he's like, this really wouldn't be that big of an upset. I would have loved to see her win, and I'd love to see Layla get a big win on Dynamite, and hopefully it'll come sooner rather than later. Um, And then we go backstage to Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, who just basically is ripping on Nyla and adding her to the list of jealous bitches in the back, and then... Mm -hmm. Talking about how Nyla needs the title because the title makes her, but Britt makes the title. She makes this division, and she's making a new era in AEW. Yeah, so that that fight should be pretty fun. Yeah, but, yeah. Now that they've got it teed up, um, and Tony also, you know, he, he and Britt had that relationship. He did the little finger, the D. You know, oh deep. yeah, yeah. I thought that was cute. Yeah, it was tight. And I, I think someone said it on commentary during the Nyla Layla match that. Um, Nyla is the only person or only woman to beat um, Britt in a one-on-one match this year. So we head to the main event where Hangman Adam Page and 10 defeat Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs in 10 minutes, 18 seconds. Fun match. Uh, very fun match. I thought this was great. Very um, fun. Very, like, very fun. And I mean, you know, also plot match. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Very, you know, we got Taz on commentary, of course. And yeah, let's just get right to it. Ricky Stocks is the most upset person on Dynamite this week. We don't even need a fucking poll this Bar week. none. Yeah. Um, so he and Hook are not out there for the start of the match. I think they made their way out in the world-famous picture-in-picture. Picture. Mm-hmm. But uh, essentially, we'll just skip to the end for now and kind of fill in the gaps. But, um, you know, we're getting towards the end of the match, and um, Hook kind of distracts 
one of them, and Starks throws in the FTW belt as he kind of tried to do it double or nothing, and Cage kind of thinks about it and chucks it back, and then Starks immediately just books it up to the apron of the ring, and he's just, I mean, what what else can I say? He's very he's upset. extraordinarily upset. And his face is going nuts, and eventually he fucking slaps the shit out of Cage yeah. pretty hard, and then Taz, he deserves it! Yeah. It's not it. Which I think, like, made this match, you know, like, I think this was a, a good match. It wasn't the best match of the show. Yeah. You know, but, like, this, like, you know, kind of whenever sort of commentary turned on him. You know, that, I think, was a fun sort yeah. of way of telling the story. Absolutely. You know, I think Taz really sold that really well. Cage sort of marches out of the... Yeah, he kind of chased yeah. Starks out, um, which, you know, we got pretty quickly to the end there. Hobbs had a big spine buster on 10 that was broken up by Hangman. Um, and then 10 ended up hitting the ripcord cutter, followed by the buckshot lariat by Hangman for the pin. Um... Yeah, and then just earlier in the match, like, there were just some cool moves. Uh, Ten hit a spine buster of his own. Um, he had hit multiple pump kicks, which they referred to as a move Brody Lee did a lot. Uh, Hangman and Hobbs had some nice exchanges. Uh, Brian Cage hit the 619, Rey Mysterio's move, where he kind of kicks his legs all the way. And again, for a big guy like him to do that, always very impressive. Uh, Hangman, of course, gets the big pop when he comes out. I mean, God, I can't fucking wait till that guy's champion. I mean, I know I'm 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 happy to wait patiently because I want it to take longer. I want it to be later than sooner, just because it's going to make it that much better. But uh, yeah, a worthy main event, like you said, maybe not the best match on the show, but a ton of fun. And then you get the triumphant celebration by the Dark Order yeah. after kind of you know the tough loss earlier with Evil Uno. They're all up there. The happy beers, happy waters for negative one. I think Colt was sucking down some agua. Um, but yeah, I loved it. You know, like the Dark Order have become, you know, the big baby faces. We've seen it week after week. And the fans are here now and loving it. And it was just a fun, wholesome way to end the program. Yeah, I think it was nice that they were given this episode. Whenever they're given an episode, you know, like they're not the biggest movers and shakers in the whole AEW storyline. But when they're given their moment, you know. Like, it's not, like, inner circle pinnacle, like, yeah, you know, front and center. Not compelling. quite, yeah. But, like, it's still, like, like they know how to push the right emotional buttons to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I like this sort of stable, this family. Yep. Yeah. Do you hear that? Yeah. Like, that droney. <laughs> yeah. That's not the cicadas. No, it's not. Is, is, is Lee back listening to music? I don't think he's back yet, no. And, yeah, it's <laughs> interesting how you can still hear the cicadas a bit with the windows down, but that's not that. I mean, I'm going to say, I don't hate it. Like, it, it's not a horrible sound, it's just well, weird. It feels like it's getting a little louder, too. Well, I... Okay. What the fuck? What? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, this is not funny. Okay. Um, 
How does all how does this shit keep happening to well, us? Well, like we said, like you know, this is stuff that just inevitably happens to us. But this is like a special type of shit that inevitably happens to us. That is just like bizarre and it's weird and it's unexplained. And we didn't do a damn thing. Can we ever get through a fucking week without any of these goddamn distractions, interruptions, supernatural bullshit? Greg Goldman, I don't know what the fuck. I know you heard that. Yeah, that that sounds exactly uh, like. Hello. Holy shit! All right, what else could happen right, right well, now? Well, we, well, we, we've got to. Hey, I mean, there's me. someone in our house. It's it's him. <laughs> it's gotta be him. Right. Hello. Jesus Christ! Never ends here. Anybody home? I could use a fresh cup of joe. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Is all this happening? <laughs> no way. No way. No way. Hey, who the heck are you guys? So, uh, I'm <laughs> And he's Brett. And we're the... Wow. I mean, David Lynch is in my kitchen right now? Wow, it's so great to meet you, sir. Huge fan of Twin Peaks. Actually just finished up the return this morning. Well, Okay. You got any coffee? Uh, yeah, there's some in the cabinet up there to your right. Good deal, buddy! Dude, okay. <laughs> Don't you think, like, it's a little weird after everything we've heard. After watching that video, like, a thousand times this week, you uh, think, like, we did, we, we did something Yeah, it's on weird, your but it's pretty tight. Uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe. but... With this, these days, all bets are off, but David Lynch is here, and, uh, you know, obviously nothing against Marvez, I can't wait for that, or Danny Limelight, but or Danny Limelight. <laughs> this could be our biggest interview ever, David fucking Lynch. Right. Hey, uh, Mr. Lynch. So along with being a huge fans of your work, we have a wrestling podcast and wanted to see if... Cafe Bustelo? What the hell is this? Uh, it's coffee. So, so it's, it's technically espresso, actually. Oh, well, it's, uh, it's Tony Schiavone's favorite, actually. Uh, that's why we buy it. Tony? Tony who? Schiavone. Well, you know what they say, bad coffee's better than no coffee at all. So, okay, so, let me get this straight. So, we're going to just invite him on the show, not ask any questions about how he got here, what he's doing, even though he is David Lynch. I mean, the way I look at this situation is it's completely non-threatening, and, you know, this is just a net positive for us overall. Just look at the guy.
is this? Oh. I thought you said bad coffee's better than no coffee. Well, it's technically espresso, not coffee. See? It says it right here. Hey, I, I pointed it out to you earlier, dude. Son, something tells me something's percolating in you that you're not too fond of. Hey, can I smoke a cigarette in here? Uh, would you, would you actually mind uh, going outside? I have uh, occasional allergies. All right, I'll go outside. You're trying to make us smokers into animals. You're not going to live forever, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's uh, lock this door. And uh, then we'll just get back to doing the show. Hey, hey, hey. Take it easy. Uh, I mean, yeah, we can get back to it, but don't lock the door. I mean, um, uh, like, it's David Lynch. Like, let's just lock him out, like, because, like, obviously, he's saying weird shit to me. And, uh, how did the do? Hey, you got a light? Uh, yeah, sure. Hang on one second. Hey, uh, Dave. David. Ah, it's a beautiful hot summer day here in the Midwest. The cicadas are a-buzzing around. Mm, great weather for a cigarette, I tell you what. Uh, listen, uh, I'm really, really sorry to be blunt. Like, I'm a fan too, of course. But, why are you here? want to know or you wouldn't want to know mom thinks you are dressed inappropriately for the zoo uh here mr lynch i got your light ah boy thank you son what a beautiful day to smoke a cigarette i tell you what hey david so uh beaumont and i we still have some recording left to do but when we're done and we come down here, we'd like to, you know, maybe try and get you on the show. 10-4, good buddy. So that's a yes? Good deal. Okay. That was insane. Um, let's just skip Burns Your Ass. I want to really. Yeah, I mean, come on. Let's. If you recall, it's going to be great. And let's. I want to leave time for this lynching. We got to get him on here at least for a few minutes. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, but let's. Yeah, let's press okay. on. If you recall, and we're going with a personal favorite of mine, um, based on Shingo Takagi winning the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, I wanted to show you your first Shingo match, 
with someone who you're now familiar with because we watched Ishii versus Kenny after Double or Nothing we did. in the 2018 G1. So Shingo Takagi versus Tomohiro Ishii from the you know no you know Shingo Takagi versus Tomohiro Ishii in the 2019 G1 climax. Um, it's towards the end of the tournament. I think the second to last night, Shingo had been officially eliminated. Ishii was technically still alive, but a long shot. So more more than anything, this match was about pride. And right off the top, we had Rocky Romero saying this has all the makings of a classic. Talking about how evenly matched these guys are throughout. And then Kevin Kelly's like, now we're going to let the fighters do the fighting. They sure did. What were your thoughts? Uh, yeah. I mean, I thought like, you know, this match, um, you know, definitely had that very sort of like heavy war, like just blow after blow thing. Oh yeah. You know, and they would do a lot of the same things. Like one would get clothes on, the other one would get clothes on. A lot of mirroring, yeah, a lot like, of mirroring one, yeah. one another. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was a lot of fun. And especially like that same sort of trend continued later into the match, which yep. like normally I think that would be a weakness, but it was a strength for this match just because Blow after blow just seemed like very brutal. It seemed very finishing, very like wear your opponent down. You know, I think I've referenced like the video game health meter in matches. This was one of those. It's just like who can outlast the other, right, right. And you know, they're doing all the same shit, and you know, it gets crazy. But I can't really think of another match that we've watched that was like this style. I mean, there's been like Lance Archer and Kingston have kind of had a match somewhat, but like yeah. to this degree, I can't really think of. No, like, no, not at all. Like, like especially like with them able to sort of keep the hardness and like the the you know the power. Just this, this like, is classic strong it. style. Yeah, it you is. know, yeah. like yeah. So we'll you know I'm sure we'll dig more into this, but. Yeah, just an incredible match, and the crowd is hot and hot for both guys. And you know, I recall I'm I just miss the the vocal Japanese crowds because with COVID still being bad over there, they can just do the claps. So I miss it, and a match like this reminds you of it. But uh, yeah. yeah, let's just dig right in. So again, it's you know, there's so much action, and it's a lot. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I wrote down the word clothesline. Probably right. 20. Yeah. Uh, but it goes, you know, right off the bat, Ishii with an early bide, as we call it, from the game Pokemon, how you kind of have to take punishment for three rounds and then you give it all back double. So yeah. that's something Evan and I had come up with a few years ago. So we get multiple Ishii bides and they, they start hitting, like colliding against one another. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a series of the counters. So, you know, similar to the. Uh, Andrade Gargano match with where they're like missing everything and reversing. Oh, yeah. and well, then... and it seemed to be like there were three sort of categories of moves in this match. There were chops, there were clotheslines, and there were like suplexes yeah, and things slams. like that. Yeah, slams. Yeah, you're yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Not a ton of kicks, but Ishii early <laughs> on had some big kicks yeah. to the be- Shingo's upper back and head, which you reacted to pretty largely. Oh, each yeah. Well, time. I mean, like there was just that loud, like, and like with this match, I think. Um, Later, this got better, but it seemed like the camera angles, I don't think, did the forearms and stuff yeah. like that. Any favors in the beginning. Early on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early on, like, you know. Because I think they were yeah. letting, you know, letting it build, to right, You know, right. they weren't laying them in quite as hard mm-hmm. in the beginning. But, yeah, towards the end, you see the sweat flying and yeah, just yeah. bigger. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, but... You know, it's the whole thing where they're colliding and they can't knock one another down. Ishii finally knocks Shingo down. That's when he starts hitting him with the kicks. And then he starts kind of disrespecting him and shit-talking him. And, you know, kind of lightly kicking his head and, like, shoving his head. And you you made an observation about yeah. this. About how 
in New Japan, from what you've seen, this is by far the most shit-talking you've oh, seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Match. And, like, you know, especially with, like, the CHOP marathon yeah. that happened. You know, like, there was a lot more just drama, like, physical drama whenever people not going down. Both guys really each just other. taking the punishment, yeah, yeah. the bide, so to speak. Mm, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yelling at each other. Yelling at each other and kind of, you know, and maybe it wasn't, like actual words but they each had their own like bah, 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 yeah. you know like kind of their own like way of vocalizing well like, and i think there were because chris charlton even said a couple times something like ah, we all as yeah. so i think they were kind of shit talk and yeah just so fast so heavy hitting um i wrote down it was probably like five six minutes in shingo hit a vertical suplex which was the first wrestling move of the match because yeah. it was all chops and punches mm -hmm. and kicks and i'm glad it started out like that too whenever oh, they yeah. started out with the chop marathon i'm like great absolutely you know, we're gonna see who's like tougher and then like ishii did like sort of the i'm not getting knocked down no yeah. cell. and shingo was getting wiped early yeah you know which like um you know kind of is what seemed to be a good predictor of how things were gonna go later yeah you know, if ishii was gonna you know be the person who takes stuff and doesn't go down when he goes down that's gonna be the payoff yeah absolutely you know? yeah. and he eventually did go down at some point i'm kind of going through the notes here but mm -hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, a lot happened. Uh, another big thing you reacted to was when Ishii started laying in the throat chops because mm -hmm. he was kind of just chopping him in the chest and then he clearly went up. Yeah. This is something he tends to do yeah. quite often and well, he's just well, hammering. that's not an area of you you can like really defend very well. Yeah. Like you can't like work out your neck. Yeah. Like, you know, to make it strong enough to avoid that. And when that's I've... like a pretty disabling kind of and i think kevin kelly even said it at one point it's like shingo is trying to collapse the neck of ishii and ishii's trying to collapse the larynx of shingo yeah. so oh yeah. my god just very interesting stuff uh another part after those throat chops that i always love is ishii or shingo is hitting him with the elbows and ishii was just walking right into him yeah, yeah. and just taking him and each one he'd hit he'd walk right through it mm -hmm. and then he'd hit him again and walk again that biting taking the punishment and then serving it back out. You know, then it gets to the point where they're exchanging and Ishii's like pointing to his neck, like, yeah. hit me. Hit hit, me. You know, you're not wow. hitting me. After he's hitting him a couple times, like, go, I want more. I want more. Just want to go right for it. And that keeps going wow. back and forth. And um, then you get the moment, the first insane exchange of the match after that, where they're both running full speed on the ropes. And then they, one of them ducks the clothesline, then the other ducks the clothesline, yeah. and then a huge collision. And then there's like, I think Shingo hits a suplex, Ishii gets up, Ishii hits a suplex, and then he gets up, and Shingo hits a suplex, and... Yeah, it was just insane. Yeah, no, I had a lot of fun watching it. You know, just kind of, you know, especially once one, once it got to that end, it didn't lose any sort of intensity. It wasn't just oh, no. like move, like big move after big move that you think is going to end the match. Like, you know, they were still like going off the ropes. Yeah. You know, kind of clotheslining people. And I don't know, like it, it still maintained a good level of energy yeah. at the I, end. I, 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 like, man, like, has the thought crossed your mind? Sorry, like to interrupt from this, but like that, like he's kind of getting on. Does is he getting on your nerves at all? I mean, David, not really. <laughs> but I mean, I guess you know this weird. We've been hearing these weird sounds, and have you heard my voice fucking up at any point during this? Yeah, yeah, Are you just yeah, let yeah, it yeah. slide. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't want to throw it off. Like, yeah, I, like I like it seems like you know. Is we're it happening kinda... a lot, or is just like little bits, or what? L little bits. Uh... I don't know. Um, I guess there's a big part of me that thinks this is connected to him and kind of, I mean, maybe it very us, well could us be us watching this video and just kind of, 
I mean, I have kind of heard him hollering a little bit down there. I can't really hear what he's saying, but like, like if I didn't think it was so funny, I would be like much more like upset. But like, I don't know. I just uh, want to get him on the show. I mean, okay. yeah. I mean, even though he's yeah <laughs> nuts, um, but I mean, I'll, I'll I'll take your word for it. But uh, well, let's power through this because okay. I mean, great match. I think we're almost done. I guess let me know if something like yeah. significant happens yeah. here. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, I just heard some weird noise, but... So, yeah, after that insane exchange, then we get Ishii bleeding from the ear. Oh, yeah, that was gross. <laughs> uh, and then Ishii hit a powerbomb. Uh, Shingo goes for the maid in Japan. Ishii counters, but then Shingo hits a huge clothesline. He finally hits the Noshigami, which is where he kind of has him on his back yeah, and, yeah. like, face plants him down. Like, Shingo does a lot of cool moves. He does. You know, he's got, like, a handful of... Slams, uh, more clotheslines. Um, Shingo counters an Ishii sliding lariat into the Made of Japan. Then he hits the pumping bomber, huge clothesline for the two count, which kind of gets the crowd going nuts. Uh, Ishii ends up hitting a German suplex, two big clotheslines, two count, sliding lariat, two count. He goes for the vertical drop, brain buster, his finisher. Ishii counters, goes for the last of the dragon, his finisher countered but then Shingo hits him with what Rocky Romero called an em what he thought was called an emerald flosion really like the tiger flosion like the Fraju uh, Marafuji yeah. yeah but yeah this insane speed pace power everything going on here so quickly mm -hmm. um then Shingo hits another big pumping bomber clothesline and that's when Ishii gets on his feet right away and yeah, the yeah. crowd goes to, nuts was that like the, like the Kickouts at one. Just before that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, that's when Ishii gets hit with it and he gets up and kind of staggers and then he hits a kick. Um, and then, yeah, then I, I just I lost track because it was so fast. That I just have Ishii, comma, two one counts. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just going so fast. Yeah. That, but in the crowd's nuclear at this mm -hmm. point. The commentators are like, what the hell, you know? Um, and then, it, you know, we're getting close. Then they collide for the double clothesline in the middle. Shingo finally knocks him down, hits another pumping bomber, which Ishii kicks out, and then I think Kevin Kelly's finally like, come on! Uh, yeah. And then the last of the dragon, and that is it. Shingo gets the victory. Yes, he does. What, like, what a, you know, like, great, like, like, great, fast, brutal end to the oh, match. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, like, speed, um, swiftness, um, yeah, I mean, like, that's kind of like the end of a match where it's just, you know... Both dramatic and athletic. Yeah, it's just amazing stuff. And then I've forgotten about this. You know, two minutes after the match, they're both still on the ground and like looking at each other and like headbutting yeah. each other after the match had ended. And, and that kind of goes with like sort of the the, the jolliness of this match. Exactly. You know, like this is definitely is a new Japan match where. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess this is probably the closest to a plot match that we've had in <laughs> New Japan because of that. Because it seems like they are completely resistant to that sort of idea. Like, obviously, the plot stuff, like, you know, is there because it's wrestling. Yeah. But, you know, it, it doesn't, like, occur in the match. Yeah. Like, you don't see people talking. You don't see crazy interference or anything yeah. like that. I mean, maybe I, I just haven't seen matches like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just amazing stuff, and uh, I mentioned it a little bit earlier about mm -hmm. how this was their first of two or, or two other singles matches mm -hmm. that they had, and... But uh, yeah, just great stuff. Okay.
like it totally did that. Like it totally did the the, the voice thing, and it what? did it for a really really long time. What just and, like right yeah, there? Yeah at the yeah end? yeah. And I recorded it on my phone, so now you know. Okay. okay. Uh, all right. You gonna listen to it? It's a little fucked up. Sure. So what do you think about that? <laughs> I know, like, I, you can't feel good about it. And I know, like, it has to. Like, you know, yeah, I mean, we have the video, we have him being here, we have just the general veneer of things just not no, adding I, up, like something I, is happening I, I again. Think it's like, yeah, it's like we're trapped in Twin Peaks right now. I don't know. All right, well, um, well, what do we want to do? do? Well, I think we need to go down there and just see what's up. Yeah, like, I, think may, we just, I mean, if, even if we could get him on for a few minutes, yes. to, but maybe it's not worth it. But, I don't know. No, no, well, like, okay. But yeah, let's go to, feel him out. Yeah, yeah, just just see what's going on before we kind of commit because I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm starting to, I mean, obviously after hearing that and you said it's happened multiple times and no. that weird sound earlier and, you know, the electricity that we're here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree something, again, is afoot. Well, I don't know how this shit keeps happening. Well, I just think, like, every time the supernatural comes, like, I'm just not okay with it. And I'm not okay with the fact that I'm not okay with it. So, like, yeah, I'm sorry, but... No, I, I get it. First, it just makes all, me... It just, it just, yeah. It's very disquieting. Uneasy. Well, let's, let's go yeah, figure well, this out. Okay. like JR said. Right, okay, uh, hey, uh, sorry to bother your cigarette every year. I, I, I got something to ask. Uh, and I would absolutely love a straight answer this time. Uh, what are you doing here? Well, the blue light outshines the sun, but not the moon. Uh, what? Yeah, that's not even close to a straight answer. Well, shit on a tit. I guess I have to spell it out for you. You two decided to watch AEW Dynamite on your fucking telephones. Well, uh, I mean, we were at the Reds game that night. And that's not a fucking crime. Well, I'll tell you what, it's such a fucking sadness. You two need to get real. Is that legitimately it? So, like, the whole reason here, all we gotta do for you to go away and all this stuff to stop happening is not watch Dynamite on our phone, and it's all over, and it's over. I mean, that sounds pretty easy to me. Easy? The only thing that's easy is what's about to happen. Oh, uh, uh, what? Yeah, what are you, you talking about? Yeah. Clarity, please. 
It would have been easy to do what I said and not watch anything on your fucking telephone. Now it comes. Never in a trillion years did I think that the Black Lodge would come on such a beautiful day for smoking cigarettes like today. It's almost too nice out. But no point in complaining about that. Wait, the Black Lodge like in Twin Peaks? Are we about to get pulled into the Black Lodge? Well, okay. Please fucking be specific and spell this out. A, B, C, D, E. Hey, dude, chill. Sorry, he's got some deep-seated issues with uh, the supernatural, so, uh, is this THE Black Lodge we're talking about here? Wouldn't you wanna know? Or, you don't wanna know? to supper time. I'll be putting on some coffee. Though that wouldn't help your hunger much. <laughs> you leave me now. You take away the biggest part of me. Woo woo woo. No baby please don't go. Leave <sighs> Yeah let's get out of here. Okay. Okay. So. Black Lodge. It's the thing in Twin Peaks that you could get trapped in, the yeah. bad doppelganger comes out, yeah. and you're stuck at something possible There's red out. drapes, and there's spirits that down place, there. That place, that place. And then when they talk like this... Yes, yes. Okay, so... With the dancing little man, and... Alright, so, I think I was on to at least one fucking thing you said, and you said 30 minutes of supper time. Yeah, So that I means mean, we have 30 minutes until we are <laughs> fucked. Yeah, you heard and saw the vortex out there. <laughs> so what do we do? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> first thing that comes to mind was Grand High and Zip, but he's gone. No. I don't know. None of it. Oh. What about Smack Boyle? <laughs> he helped oh. us last time we encountered this. I know he's a bit right, like, are these nutty. Was he going to be like the last person I talk to before I die? That's not you? No. He's, gonna, he's going to uh, get us through this. Just trust it. Right, well, you you doubted him last time. I, I, and he I, got I, us I think through. legitimately this we do have nothing to lose. I let's guess go. now that we hash that. All right, come on. Let's try. I mean, let's get a hold of him. All right. Just hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on one second. That's Pyrex vision. You gotta pour before you boil. What's, who is this? Who is this? Hey, Smack, it's Brett. Brett? Brett who? Brett and Beaumont, the Brain Buster Boys. You fellas are not ringing a bell. Are you serious? We're the guys with that TNT belt that you... Oh, goodness, you guys. Yes, yes, yes. Thought I'd never hear from you again. How could I ever forget? Listen, Smack. 
we've got a problem, and I think you could help us with it. Um, are you familiar with David Lynch? David Lynch, the director? Wild at heart? Oh, my goodness. He's an alto for sure. Well, I find Mulholland Drive a little straight, but Blue Velvet, good stuff. Inland Empire, Elephant Man, I can relate. Twin Peaks? I've never heard of that. Really? Can I know a little bit about the moving pictures, eh? Fuck. Come on, man. Let's not waste any more time. We got like 30 minutes until we're going to get stuck in the Black Lodge. Black Lodge, that's what you said? Uh, yeah. That's what I said. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You two are in some deep, deep shit, let me tell you. Oh, boy. So, you've heard of the Black Lodge. But not of Twin Peaks? It's Black Lodge ain't no Roy Rogers. This is some real, real shit. The muck. You get stuck in there and it'll take you 25 years to find your way out. I know because... You found your way out? No, 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 no. I was told that by my cousin. This was years ago. This is a total accident, actually. 13 years ago and five eyes. Okay, so, well, then what did your cousin tell you about escaping the Black Lodge? It's a simple exchange. The Black Lodge is taking somebody no matter what. When the son of a bitch has its mind made up, it's made up. So if you're not going in, someone else has got to go in your place. So, okay... What you're telling us is correct, since there's two of us, does that mean we have to send two other people in? No, 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 no. The Black Lodge cannot count. Trust me, I'm a bit of a heretic. Just somebody's got to go when it shows up. Well, so how do we make that somebody not us? You still got that belt, right? You fucking bet I do. Okay. When the Black Lodge reveals itself, what you said was... Oh, like 27-ish minutes from now? You got to do three things. Get the person you're sending in to put on that belt. That's the first thing. The second, you have to get that person to do something they absolutely hate. Like despise from the darkest, filthiest corners of their soul. And the third, you gotta get them to do something they absolutely, positively, completely, without a shadow of a doubt love. It's pretty simple to remember, eh? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I think that's doable. Not too cryptic, thank God. Yeah, right? (laughs) Well, hey, thanks again, Smack. Uh, if this works out, you're two for two at saving our asses. We can't thank you enough. That's no sweat. There's no sweat. Smack Boyle don't sweat. Smack Boyle doesn't try to save anyone's ass. Uh, it just tends to happen when he's around, outside of an accident. Who the hell are you sending into the Black Lodge? Oh, well, uh, well, shit. Should we, should we just send David Lee? I mean, I feel in? like that's only fitting. I mean, who else are we going to send in? Lee? Yeah, no, Lee's no, 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 yeah. no. Okay, all right. I feel yeah. bad about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Smack. <laughs> David Lynch has yeah. been here right now, and, uh, like, he's kind of super annoying and cryptic and weird. Yeah, let's send him. Hey, David Lynch? No, no, no. You got to be kidding me. He's one of the last true outdoors in Hollywood. You can't send him to the Black Lodge. All right, so... This is the best information we got. We got the belt. Yeah, I told you Smack would come through, man. Oh, well, now we got to come through ourselves. Uh, yeah. yeah, Smack's hit the belt. Uh, he's hit the belt. Um, so what's, what's David Lynch hate? <laughs> well, I think that's pretty clear at this point is uh, watching a film or watching anything on our fucking telephone. All right, so we got to get him to watch something on our phone. So, like, look at that. I mean, can we, like... Make a movie or we something? Can just yeah. Cue up anything. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Let's yeah. put up some dynamite for him. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put yeah. on some Jungle Boy. Okay, he talked yeah. about oh, Jungle yeah, Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, um, we'll just fire. We'll just pop up a Jungle Boy match and on our right. phone and show it to okay, him. Okay, great, great. So and then, um, okay, what does he love? Well, I know he loves coffee. Yeah. Yeah. He, he first started talking about coffee, he but sure he hates does. our fucking coffee. He broke. He broke your nice mug. Yeah. He didn't like the cafe. Yeah, he, but stay long. No. 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 
Um, so what else? Oh, I mean, he's been chief and six. Okay, dude. okay. <laughs> right. He's so, been sucking them down. So, um, I mean, I don't think it'll be too hard to get him to smoke no, a cigarette no, no. after he puts on the belt and we show him this on our t- phone. And get him to smoke a cigarette. Yeah. All in sequence. Okay, so that's... I think we can do that. All right. Um, it's our only choice. The clock is ticking, buddy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we don't want to fucking go there. You've seen Twin Peaks. We could get trapped all right, uh, forever. All right, well, well, we we need to do this now. Yeah, I, I, I got to get over this. I got to. Yeah, get let's point. go. Okay, I got the belt. Okay, all right. Get your phone ready. Uh, he's got cigs, right, so right, we're good. Use the bathroom. Meet me downstairs. All right. for a smoke, eh, fellas? Great, this is gonna make it ten times harder. Hey, Mr. Lynch, uh, any chance you have a problem with your pants sagging? Is that the TNT belt? Is that Terra on fucking Techwood? I've only heard legends of its power. From film buff vagabonds who get in accidents. You wanna put it on? Why the hell not? Your goose is pretty cooked now anyway. All right, that's one thing. All right. Dave. Beaumont? Watch this. Not a chance, sport. Not on your fucking phone. Never in a trillion years would I do that. Just watch it. God, I swear it's not the worst hill to die on. Jesus. Dave. David, why don't you fire up the smoke to calm yourself down a little bit? Like I said, it's too damn windy. If only there were some weird supernatural Twin Peaks related shit that has to do with fire. Oh, there 100% is. Just follow my lead. Oh, who's that? Through the darkness of future past, the magician longs to see. One chance out between two worlds, fire walk with me. happened i uh, i think i think lynch got uh sent to the black lodge yeah. well i'm sorry that happened i know like i like him i know you know you were excited about interviewing him and well hey it wasn't us yeah i guess it was yeah so i mean <laughs> it had to be us or him and, man so that's 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 three things that's you know um 
Booker Turner. That's Smack Boyle and the Roy Rogers, and it's this. And Smack Boyle's two for two and yeah. saving our asses. You know, I think I'm just going to have to get okay with the fact that I'm not okay with the supernatural. It may never be, but... It's there. It, yeah. I mean, yeah I'm, yeah. I'm not really okay with it either, but like we've been saying, just got to let it happen and go with the flow, I guess. Yeah, no. Go with the flow we did. Well, I don't, I don't know if Goldman's going to want a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> But, that, that might be a good thing, but, uh, well. Sayonara, David Lynch. Yeah, yeah, sayonara, David Lynch. I guess uh, Marvez next week. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we end on a somewhat normal note. Uh, I wonder where Lynch ended up with all this shit. Okay, well, I guess thinking, if we're thinking about this metaphorically, if the Black Lodge, like, represents some sort of dark period or place, then, you know, he's probably gone back to when Twin Peaks was canceled or, you know, Fire Walk With Me came out and it got bad reviews. That was around 1992. Yeah, sometime around there, yeah. Well, where the heck am I? Royal Rumble 92? Huh, that's weird. Well, at least I got my smokes. May as well fire one up. Okay, very good. Rick Blair, you have made world... Put that cigarette out. Well... Okay!